Good evening, and welcome back to the Urban Lore Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Castaños. Remember to like and share the podcast so we get more listeners that can share more amazing stories with us. You can find us on Facebook at Urban Lore Podcast, and you can now find us on Instagram at urban underscore lore podcast. And also there's Twitter at Urban Lore Pod. Any one of those, like share the podcast, and drop us a line. Tell us your amazing story. Tonight, we're actually going to share some stories uh, from the interwebs, in particular Reddit. Uh, Some folks that made me aware of some great stories, and uh, all of these are done with the poster's permission. So let's get started right away on a story um, that was posted, allegedly, just 45 minutes after it actually happened. And it says... About an hour ago, my manager and I were closing shifts at a store in my small town in the north, off the main road and across rent-controlled apartments. I was waiting at the register as usual and watching people come in around 10 minutes before close, watching who came in so that I could make sure that they all left. There was a guy that came in after a girl that I had randomly hyperfixated on. He walked down the main aisle toward the bathrooms and went out of sight. I don't know why, but I wanted to make sure that he left. Customer after customer came and went, the ones I saw come in. But five minutes to closing time, the guy that I kind of had my eye on never left. My manager went to the bathroom and I stayed by the register until she came out and went to the office. I walked around the first few aisles in the front towards the door and didn't see him. My manager came out and wanted to buy some things right before we were supposed to close. I told her that I saw a guy come in, but didn't see him leave. I felt really uncomfortable and disturbed and thought it was just because I'd been listening to this insanely creepy podcast. But after she checked the whole store, and then we went around and checked with her, we saw that he'd left a basket. We went into the office after I grabbed my stuff and we checked the cameras several times we saw him home in we watched the cameras again forwards and backwards every camera outside and inside right by the exit and incoming doors he never left we decided to leave after about a half an hour and called our general manager i never saw him leave the cameras never recorded him leaving i've been terrified ever since this happened. Our next story is about an unexpected passenger. I was 16 when I got my first SUV. It was a white 1989 Jeep Cherokee. I knew nothing about repairing cars. A friend from high school used to help me fix it up. Soon we were four-wheeling and exploring whatever hills we could find. Whenever my friend wasn't around, and if I had a problem, my sister's boyfriend's brother would come over to fix it. He loved working on cars and always got it back up and running. It wasn't long after I got the Jeep that Billy died in a rollover car wreck in a truck he had built with his family. Anytime after that, when my Jeep had a problem, 
I would park it overnight and complain to my family it wouldn't start or had electrical issues or locking issues. I would wake up and the problems would mysteriously be gone as if someone had fixed it overnight. The problems never came back. It was like Billy was still fixing things, even after he had left us on Halloween night, October 31st, 2009. One day, I was headed over to a friend's house alone on a dirt road that cut through seven miles of the woods to his place. The dirt roads were slick after the rain. I was going too fast, maybe 35 miles an hour, as I came around a corner and I felt the bottom part of the seat belt being yanked in. Like when you're a kid and you pull the belt to mess with a person in front of you, it kept tugging on my waist, except this Jeep had no seat belt pretensioner. Three hard yanks, I began to slide into a dirt ditch. As the Jeep went up the right side of a 15-foot embankment just before striking a 16-foot pine tree, a man in a white shirt sitting in the passenger seat yelled, Duck! Right as I struck the pine tree, and the Jeep began to overturn at 30 miles per hour, as the front right crumpled in, I hunched my body, hands under the steering wheel, ducking my head down, just as the roof above my head collapsed. A speaker box weighing 25 pounds disconnected from the floorboard in the back. It flew right past my head and smashed out the windshield, bouncing back and going out my driver's window right by my head. Glass was flying everywhere. I'm now upside down sliding to my left. Out the window was the ground right by my left arm. It all felt like a movie, a dream. It happened so fast. I feared my arm would pop out and get crushed under the car as it slid. The Jeep caught traction and rolled 180 degrees back onto its wheels, facing the other direction I was traveling. The Jeep still running, I was in shock as I got out, turned off the engine as the blades were smacking engine parts making a loud metal noise. I looked at the speaker box laying 100 feet away. The crumpled roof right above my head which surely would have broken my neck had I not ducked. Just mere cuts from flying glass on my arms and face were all that I found. I remember the face in the passenger seat. It was Billy, except that he was already dead. The cause of his death was determined to be a broken neck. He died instantly on impact when the roof collapsed over his head after he went up an embankment rolling his truck. Maybe it was that he worked on that truck, that he never left it. Either way, that day, a guardian angel saved my life. I never told a soul who knew him. I didn't want to upset anyone. Our last story tonight is a parent's story. From the time our daughter was just about a year to just over two years old, we'd periodically get woken up to the sounds of her giggling to flat-out cackling and squealing in excitement. When either of us would get up to see what the fuss was about, she'd be standing or sitting at any of the three sides of her crib looking up. One day I was holding her and walking from each framed photo of family members. I'd point to those in the pics and say, Who's that? I pointed to her mom, myself, my mom, my sister, my brother, his wife, 
each time she'd say her word for that person. There was a collage with a number of people, memories of the past that my wife and I had framed. There were family and friends who were no longer with us, passed on, including my father, who passed away a decade before our daughter was born. I started pointing at people, and if she didn't know them, she'd look at me real fast and hold the palm of her hands up like, I don't know. So I'd point to the person again and say their name. She'd do her best to repeat it. In the collage was a pic of my late father and I. I pointed to me. She said, Dada. I pointed to my father and she got all excited. She started bending her knees in my arms, raising up and down, giggling with the biggest smile. She raised her arms up in the air and looked at the ceiling and said proudly, Papa, 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 Papa. She kept giggling and saying, Papa. I had chills and my wife was looking at us with wide eyes. I started to tear up. For one, no one had ever shown her a photo of my father. We didn't have one hanging up in the rooms where she frequented. No reason. We just didn't have very many big photos of him. Secondly, she'd never said that word before. Not ever. Lastly, my brother lives halfway across the country. And at that time, he had only seen my daughter once. He has one daughter, but she was in college when we visited him, so she's never met my daughter. But my niece spent a lot of time, of her early years at least, around my late father before my brother relocated. Papa was what my niece called my father, and he loved being called Papa. Her reaction had my wife and I thinking, and admittedly hoping that maybe, just maybe, all those times we had woken up to our daughter giggling and laughing, it was my late father paying her a visit. I guess I'll finish. This is a Reddit story. It's one of my own. But um, when my own daughter was born, we rented a house briefly while we were looking for one to purchase. The house we rented belonged to my sister-in-law, and her father had passed on in that house. After my daughter was born, she would stand in her crib and look down a hallway, which would have been toward the gentleman's room, and giggle and smile. Of course we looked, and of course we saw nothing. It was well known that this gentleman loved children, and was my daughter seeing him? It's been theorized many times that children are far more open to these things than we are. So, once again, we're not here to prove or disprove anything, and I really appreciate the great stories from our friends on Reddit. And to anyone that wants to pass one on to us, we'll be happy to read it as well. Again, you can find us on Facebook at Urban Lore Podcast, now on Instagram at Urban underscore Lore Podcast, or on Twitter at Urban Lore Pod. For the Urban Lore Podcast, I'm Tom Castaños.